What's up, guys? Welcome back to the FSB Nutrition Podcast. Today, I have a guest with me. Uh, she's an old friend of mine and someone who's been working with me uh, with training for quite some time as well. I want you to welcome Alyssa. How's it going? Good, good. Um, Alyssa's here to tell you tell you guys a little bit about her story, um, like her health and fitness journey, some of the things that she struggled with and ways that she's learned to overcome them um, and ways she's still learning to overcome them. So I'm going to hand it over to her and just let you kind of tell the people about yourself, what your story is, um, you know, why you sought out coaching and what you feel like it's done for you so far. That's a, it's a big question. I think it's not as simple as just putting it into one sentence. Um, especially like my story, even like fitness wise journey. Um, so I'll try to make it as simplistic as I can when I'm, you know, saying that, but thank you for having me here. Thank you for giving me this platform and the time. Like I appreciate it. You know, there are some things I think that I've gone through personally that, maybe we don't talk about that much and maybe we should start talking about it because it's not rainbows and butterflies. And I think we get that perception a lot and really it's annoying. I think as someone who like is actually in it. Um, and so just like touching base on some of that too. So I really started my fitness journey, probably like the first time I worked with you was like, what, two years ago. Yeah. Like, was that the first time. It was like, it was like start of the pandemic time was yeah. when you, when, when, when we first started doing a little bit of coaching, um, you know, I don't, I don't know for you, if you had been like much of a gym goer prior to that, but I know like home workouts at that time too, were like the only thing that you could really do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we kind of dove into like, how can we get you active without having any place to go? Yeah. 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 And I think before like pre pandemic, like I was into like wanting to be healthier, but not just in a physical aspect. Like for me, I think mentally plays like a big role. And I don't think we realize how big of a role mental plays to get to the physical. Like, I think I've always had this perception that like when I was looking at people who are fit or even you, I was like, he just has his shit together. Like there's no way he's eating a Big Mac on a Wednesday. Like there's no way that he's like, fuck it on Sunday, I'm having ice cream. I was like, he's not doing that. Look at him. How could he do that? How could he be doing that? And that's honestly like what I was seeing and thinking. So when I first got into it again, I was working out a little bit here and there, but I was falling into, uh, I'm gonna be like brutally honest here. I was falling into all the fads and like quick ways of like losing weight. And did it work? Yeah. Did I feel good when it happened? Sure. But I was going to bed hungry. I was taking hydroxy cut and almost throwing up. Like I was like, really just like, I need to do anything because there's no way that I can look the way I want and have a big Mac and have ice cream and have two donuts. When I feel like it for me, that was impossible. That was not something that I could achieve. Right. Right. Now, did you feel like at that time it was because it wasn't like, I can't have two donuts and make that, and make that progress. Or was it more like, 
if you're anything a little bit like me, where it's like, if I have two donuts, it makes me sort of like want to have five. So it's almost easier to have none than to have two. Yeah. 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 Honestly, that's what it was for me. And that's something that I needed to learn and come to terms with. And that's one of the things that I like genuinely love about working with you. Like, yeah, we worked two years ago and like where we are now is different, but like, I literally am like was fighting demons in the short amount of time we did work together that I didn't even know were there that were in the closet, you know, like, like creeping. I'm like, we're good. Life is good. I've got this. And it's like, no, the fuck you don't. Because again, this is way more mental than it is physical. And then, so when we talked about how I am with food, you know, and I was like, you can have carbs, like carbs are good. I've always been listening to the to what the internet was saying, which is like, carbs are no, like, if you want to look like that, you can't do it. And then there was what you said, it was the fear of if I eat two, will I finish the whole box? Like there was this, some, there was some part of me that was like, if I eat two Oreos, I'm going to have three sleeves. Like I will finish the Oreos and then learning about, well, what is that? Or where's that coming from? Or like whatever this behavior is, is like finding the source of that. And like, you helped me realize that. And like now more than ever, I think I understand how food plays such a big role in my life and how it has, unfortunately, like, and I was like, I don't want to give food that control anymore, you know? And so doing research and going, okay, so you do that because you've been so restrictive because you follow these fads and hydroxy cut and don't eat carbs. And you essentially starved yourself and went to bed hungry to fit in these stupid jeans that you think we're going to solve all your world problems and be an extra small on gym shark, because that's what you think is, is it. And that's what you think success is like now look at you. Like you can't, you can't even eat something without feeling guilty. What is that? Is that really healthy? Is that what we want to do for the rest of our lives? And I was like, no, the fuck I don't. And I know you, you're raw and you're real. And I've heard you say like, that's not real. Like, that's not how you do it. And I'm like, it's not. And so you introducing me to macros is just life-changing and I will never go back. And that's why I call it a lifestyle. When everyone's like, what's your diet? I was like, we don't do diets. That's not something that like, this is a lifestyle for me because I'm going to learn how to manage that binge eating part of me. That's new. And I say it not as a bad thing. When I say like, I'm a binge eater, I say it like I'm owning that shit in a way where like, she won't control me anymore. Like in the past, if I said that she'd be owning me, but now I'm like, yeah, that's a part of me, but what are my triggers and how do I figure that out? And it's from you asking me that that I've ever done without you asking me that Caleb, like as my coach, I would have never thought like, why do I binge and having to like journal it for the first time in my life is like, it's, it's insane. It's, it's like shocking. It's really shocking. Like my, I feel like my eyes are so much more open now than they've ever been. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And I love that. Um, you mentioned like journaling and recognizing what those triggers are you for like coming to realize why you binge, are you comfortable with sharing like what you've come to learn about why it is that happens for you? Yeah. Yeah. So for me and everyone has, you know, their own triggers. Um, for me, my trigger was thinking up about the food constantly and telling myself throughout the day, I wasn't allowed to eat it 
that would cause a binge. So like all day, I'm like, you want a donut? And I'm like, you can't. And I bring up sweets because like, I have a huge sweet tooth. So like that's same, <laughs> you know? So like, but whatever, I'm like, you can't have a donut because you'll mess up, mess up your macros or like, you didn't work out hard enough today. You didn't sweat enough. You don't deserve it. Right. Feeling like I have to earn my food. Cause this is something that social media projects. Like this is something you I've heard of, like earn your food, work for your food, you know? So, mm-hmm. so for me, it was thinking about it. And when I'm, when you spend, and just think about that too, for like, like when you spend like a majority of your day thinking about a food that you feel like you can't eat, like, like that thought alone, like think about how like weird that sounds like all day I'm thinking about this thing and I'm allowing it to control everything. Like if I don't eat it, I'm like, oh, are you being good? Is this you being good? And then if I do it, are you being bad? Do you have to redo tomorrow? And I'm like, just fucking eat it. Like, and that's something that you taught me, like, just eat it. Because like this feeling won't go away unless I eat it because I'm, I will still thinking about it and I'll think about it the next day. You know, like if I just ate the one donut that I had been thinking about for 22 hours of the day, we'd be fine, but I don't eat it. Or then I do. And it's like 12 at night. And now I'm meeting seven. Cause I'm like, well, you already ate the one. Like, why mm-hmm. would you stop there? What's the point? You already messed up. You're already <laughs> being bad again. And that yeah. mentality kicks in the guilt. It's so easy for me to feel guilty about eating food, which is like, it's just now that I have growth, it's like weird to say that out loud. Like food is fuel. Like why, why do we think it's so bad? Like who said it's so bad? Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of a, like a hard, like a rock and a hard place sort of situation is kind of what I hear you saying where, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I think it's a little bit cliche to say, but I, I do like a lot of the food to finance comparisons, right. Where, you know, you mentioned just eat it, right. Which absolutely, you know, and if you compare that to something like financial, right. Like an impulse buy, for example, if I have $500 in my bank account and I want something that costs $3,000 and I say, just fucking buy it and I buy it, it's like, okay, I have that thing now, but now I'm in serious trouble, right? Like I'm in, I'm in a serious negative and that's going to cause some problems in other parts of my life, right? Mm-hmm. If I have, you know, $500 and I want something for 200, it's like, well, now I'm tightening my budget, right? Now it's like, now I've only got, if, if I buy this thing, that for 200 and I've only got 300 left, I can still do that. Like I can still use that 300 to kind of budget everything else out, but it's going to be harder. It's going to be tighter. And I'm going to have to be a little bit more careful about how I spend that other 300 bucks. Right. And it's like, it may not have been like not having, not spending that 200 would have made it easier to pay the rest of my stuff. Right. Right. But I fucking wanted that thing. So I bought it and I'm happy that I have it. Right. And I think that's when you compare that to food, it's like people are often in the same position where I'm, I am an advocate of like when you want to eat it. Right. But 
if that becomes your lifestyle where it's just, I want it. So I ate it. That's when we wind up in a place we don't want to be. That's when you wind up in 50 grand in credit card debt. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's tough to find like, where is that shutoff? Like, where is that switch? You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think like, for me, it comes down to maybe I made it a little more difficult for myself to budget the rest of my money, but did I still break even? Did I still come out in the positive, right? Did I not go negative in my money? Did I not go into debt because of this? And if I did, then I would call that a win, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's just one of those things. It's like, it's, it's really tough for people to like find that line for themselves so that they don't end up going backwards. Yeah. And, and as I you think- know, like once, once that, sorry, once that like slide starts to go, it's tough to stop it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that, and that's, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause that's what I, the, one of the bigger parts of like being a binge eater that a lot of people don't understand, you know, and we've talked about is, is the control because people are just like, just stop eating. Just don't do it. Like, yeah. just like, don't have the, the donut, Alyssa, like you don't understand. Like, and I, it doesn't matter how many times I explain it. Only other binge eaters get it. Yeah. There is a switch in your brain that once you start, that goes off, that's like, goes rogue. Like, imagine that, like, you just like, like, that's it. Like, like you ate the donut now eat the ramen and the bag of Doritos and go get the Big Mac and finish that pint of Ben and Jerry's you've been staring at because you already did it. But, but there isn't a thought process that's happening. And that's the part where for me, it got kind of scary. Like I was like, Whoa, like you don't have an off switch. And like Mm -hmm. you said, if you keep going, I'm going to slide like, and it's, you know, you're referring to finances, but like now, and I'm talking about health, not because I need to be a certain size, but like I will be, and can be 400, 500 pounds because Mm -hmm. there is no stop. There is no thought happening because there, because there isn't, there isn't like, I'm telling you, you go on autopilot and I've done it and it's scary. And like having you as a part of working with you, like me doing like food diaries, essentially and documenting and documenting a binge, which I've never done in my 28 years of living. I was like, Holy shit. You need, I was like, she's not controlling you anymore. We're not going to continue doing this. There has to be a balance. There has to be a way to do this with this and still get to where I want to be. Yeah. And it's like what you said about just, you know, people saying, just stop eating. It's like, you tell a depressed person, we'll just cheer up. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work that way. And everyone knows that. Right. Um, it, it just seems easy to everyone else. Who's not going through it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you, that you shared that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't like like I have friends that like, when I explain like that, like some of them are like, yeah. And like, it's sad, but it's true where I'm like, oh, you're a binge eater too. She might not know yet. And it's not my job to tell her or him. Like, I think everyone has their own path and their own journey. Like this is just me finding it. And that's why I share it. And I'm so willing to, cause I'm like, so many people do this. Some people like do it every single time they get drunk. It still counts. There's a trigger when you're drinking that's causing you to do it every time you're drunk. Like 
you, cause people are like, well, how often do you have to binge to be a binge eater? Do you need to be diagnosed? That's like depression. I do not need a therapist to tell me I'm depressed. I know. And because I'm not a person who's using that word, like lightly, because I have gone through depression in my life and I've seen therapists like, but even if I hadn't, we don't have to wait for someone to tell us something is wrong to know that something is wrong. Like we need to trust our instincts and our guts. And I'm like, something's off here and I don't want to keep doing this. And I was like, let's figure it out. And as my coach, I love that. You're like, let's figure it out. I don't know. You're not my first trainer, but like just you as a trainer is just so different. I just feel like you're, you want to know more about like who you're working with. Like even me, like I never thought I would have a male trainer and he'd get me. I was like, there's no way Caleb's going to get like, like, you, you, like, you, like we're different, you know, male, female. I was like, there's no way he's going to get like when I'm cramping and I'm like, oh, I'm so bloated. Like I can't like, or, you know, the basic, like, you know, cravings, like I have to have chocolate or just like, and then binge eating is a whole different ball game. I was like, there's no way he's not going to be able to help me, but you've helped me more than anyone has. And you're not a binge eating coach. You're not a therapist that talks to binge eaters. Like, right. Or, I, I don't know, but you fucking get it or you want to. And that's awesome. Not a lot of people are genuinely interested. And I feel like you have to be to cater to people, not just as clients. I mean, just as people, like if we partners, siblings, like we need to know how people like function and yeah, what they prefer. So we know how to talk to them, like catering to them, catering to a person, you're going to get a better outcome or else you're going to be battling them every time you open your mouth. So absolutely, you know, it, what you said about like me, you know, working with you and, you know, obviously I haven't had cramps and I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it just comes with having worked with enough women to start to see patterns. Right. And it's like, if I have eight women all tell me the exact same thing about how they feel at a certain time of the month, I go, Oh, that has to be just like the nature of how that works. Right. Mm. And if that's how it works, then it's true, right? Like it, you know, eight people can't all be wrong. So if that is the case, then that's, you know what, that's fine. I accept that. How mm-hmm. can we, how can we like work with that? Cause it's not something you can just stop or make it go away. Mm-hmm. So we get to like, figure out how can we work with it and, you know, while it passes and then carry on after, yeah. you know, um, and then I'll circle, I'll circle this, what I'm about to say back around to a question, but a lot of it comes down to, you know, like there's, there's so many coaches that are just like, here's your plan, follow it. Right. Just stop eating when mm-hmm. it's time to stop eating. And here's your plan. And if you follow it, you'll make the results. And of course you will, but without taking into account the fact that you're going to make mistakes, but then not be there for you when you make those mistakes and talk about them, mm-hmm. that's where you have so many people fall off the wagon. And then they're like, well, this coach sucks. Right. And there are a lot of shitty coaches out there that do that because it's easy to write the plan. It's easy to give you the blueprint. It's harder to work with those people when they fall off the plan because there's no one who's not going to fall off. You know, even the best clients, the ones who just they feel like it's easy, even they have their days where they're like, well, I didn't see that shit coming, you know, Mm -hmm. and life life gets in the way. And, you know, there's every day is someone's birthday. We figured that Mm -hmm. out. Right. Yep. <laughs> there's always something. 
And when I start to trace things back, like bit by bit by bit, and start talking to people about like, well, what is your motivation behind this in the first place, right? Like what, what drives you to want to even focus on making these improvements or changes in yourself? Mm-hmm. That answer is different for every person. And when you can really get into the, the depths of what that is, that's when people really start to open up and you learn more and then they start to feel more comfortable and they're like, oh, you know, uh, this guy isn't just here to take my money and give me a plan, mm-hmm. yep. you, you know? And so in your case, what is that driving factor for you? Like when you, you know, think back to when you began or even when you go to bed now, what is it in your mind that makes you say, this is why I want this as much as I want it? You know, this is a question I feel like I get a lot. Like people are like, how do you do it? Like, like, how do you stay motivated? <laughs> Look, motivation left the building like like a year ago like that bitch is gone like Thank you I for saying that her. like it's not and I always tell people that it's not motivation it is discipline and routine like I know my alarm's gonna go off but I have to think about what it felt like when I wasn't trying to be better or or and I mean when I say better I don't want to sound like like past me wasn't the shit because she was and she is now like I know who the fuck I am and what I bring on the table but I know that my shit stinks too. And, you know, we all bleed the same blood and like, I can do some growth here. And I was tired of letting food control me. I was like, I was learning. It's controlled me my whole life. It stepping on the scales decided how I felt in my skin during the day, what kind of clothes I'm wearing. I was hiding in family photos. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I do. I do not want to call this my life because how Alyssa lives is I always think I'm not going to be here tomorrow because that's just how I live my life. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen at any given moment. So if this is it, if this is where I peaked and climaxed, quote unquote, what the fuck? No, no. I refuse to accept this as being it. I refuse. And that's what it is for me. Like every morning when I get up, I'm tired. Sometimes I'm like, oh, like, fuck this. Like, it's not. I'm be honest, you holding me accountable, even though you do, isn't what drives me. Like for some people, they need someone like yelling, but you know me as I don't need you yelling at me. I don't, you can tell me you're proud all day, Caleb. It won't do shit. It won't, yep. you know that. I don't care. I don't care. Cause all that matters is what I think when I look in the mirror at the end of the night, I lay down with my own thoughts. And if not, not authentic to who I am as a person, I didn't do something right. I don't want to think when I lay in bed, what if I just ate that fucking brownie? And what if I just did that damn workout? And what if I just decided that I was good enough to put an investment into? Because that's what it is at the end of the day. It's not about giving you my money. When I'm paying you, I'm investing in myself. This ain't got shit to do with you. You get the perks of that. Like, and I get the perks of having you as my coach, but this is about me. This isn't about anybody else. I don't care what size you think I should be. I don't care if you think that I'm getting too bulky. I don't care if you think I eat too much. Well, that doesn't meet the macros. Don't fucking worry about what I'm doing. This is my path. This is what I want to do. And I genuinely have love for this. Like mm-hmm. I genuinely, you know, that I genuinely like working out, which makes it easier, but I do this for me every day. I'm like, who the fuck are you doing this for? me nobody cares that i did a 
you know, 35, 25 minute Tabata. They don't care how hard that last round was. They're not clapping for me at the end of the day. They don't give a fuck. The world wants to watch us burn and watch us fall, but they don't know who they're fucking with. And that's not going to happen. So that's just, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just (laughs) how I I think. (laughs) Mic drop. We'll just end it there. Yeah, that's just. (laughs) No, but you're right. Um, that question that people ask, like, how do you stay motivated? That has to be probably mm-hmm. the most commonly asked question to people who like have fitness as just a part of their life, just as much as tying their shoes, where it's like you plan your day around that. Like mm-hmm. you don't, you're not looking at your day and going, okay, like, where do I fit my workout in? You just know when your workout is. And then you look at the rest of your day, you know, when, where do I fit this other stuff in around that? Right. Because mm-hmm. you've, you've decided it's a non-negotiable, right? Yeah. It just is what it is. No different than like, if I'm going to run down the street, it's non-negotiable that I have shoes on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you're going to make it happen. And so when people say like, where, what's, what keeps you motivated? Like fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like out of 150 workouts, I didn't want to do 138 of them. Like, <laughs> right. you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in the mood to do it. I was, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm an inherently lazy person. Like I will, <laughs> I'm happy just laying on the couch, hibernating and just watching a movie that I've seen a thousand times. Like that's my, that's my peace place. Or right? that's what uh-huh. makes me feel good. And I, I would love to do that, you know, but I've done that before. And I know what the consequences are of doing it after it compounds, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's, you know, with everything you've said so far, it's important for people to hear because there's a lot of people that are where you have, you know, are where you have been in the past, Mm -hmm. but haven't even figured out how to take those steps to uh, make improvements, you know? So I'm sure that hearing that from someone else, you know, if nothing else, it's comforting for people to be able to hear like, it's not just me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they can do it too. Yeah, exactly. It's possible. Like I always thought as fitness as like, I was like, I'll never reach it. I'll never be like, and I'm not saying like what social media, but I'm just saying like, I'll never be that. I didn't grow up like learning about it. You know, my family doesn't like, that's just not how we grew up. You know, I grew up in a Hispanic home. Like that's just like, not something that we put like at top, like, Oh, we're going to work out as a family. I mean, a lot of families don't like that just wasn't something I learned. And then you get to college and you eat whatever the hell you want, you know, like freshman 15, whatever, like, and then you get in the real world and then you're like, Holy shit. Like I actually have to like function and do things like only in college. Is it like acceptable to be broken drunk, but like in Mm -hmm. adulthood, that's not really a thing. Like, and it's not cute. You can't bypass with that anymore. So like, what are you doing? What do you aspire for? And like, how are you going to reach that? Because it's not impossible. Like if it was, no one would be doing it, but also if it was easy, we'd all be doing it. And that's why it's not a giant group of us. And that's why people are like, what motivates you? Why do you, I'm like, you have to want it. Cause like you said, you know what it's like to be on the other side. And I do too. I know what it's like to not get up in the morning and do that workout, even though I don't want to and go fuck it and eat everything that I'm craving. You know what I mean? And allow all the binges and not doing any sort of self-reflection and like challenging myself 
because nothing changes if nothing changes. And so like just doing that, I'm like, you're just going to continue gaining weight and feeling like honestly disgusting about yourself. Like, why do you feel like you deserve that? That's like root of everything too. Like, why do you feel like this is okay for your life? Like, what is happening? Like, you're just going to wake up every day and like dress and feel uncomfortable, take pictures and feel uncomfortable, not want to go anywhere because you're uncomfortable. Like nobody deserves that. I don't care what size you are and want to be. You should always fucking feel good about yourself. I don't care if that means putting on a mini skirt, you know, or, or never showing skin, like I, I, I'm, or, or, or being heavier according to the world standards and wearing that crop top. If you are happy, fucking do it. Cause if the pandemic pandemic should have taught us anything, whether you think it's real or not is life is fucking short. Like, and if that's not something that you learned again, whether you thought it was real or not, like if that's not something you learned came out, you need to go, we need to be on lockdown again then because you didn't learn shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you mentioned like, at, um, I think early on with what you said, you mentioned like, you know, the Instagram, like yep. appearance of, you know, everything. And you know, I think the, one of the important things for people to understand is like, first of all, it's, that's the highlight reel. We all know that that's not, yep. it's not, it's not real life because it's, it's manufactured. People go out of their way to make everything look as perfect as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's, it, that's kind of what it's become. Um, but even when you have those individuals who, you know, maybe they have a lifestyle or a, an appearance that you might aspire to have yourself right in your own way. Um, it's also important to understand that those same people, no matter how much, again, it looks like they might have their shit together. They're also experiencing the same moments of they ate that thing that they didn't plan to have. And now they experience that there's, there's a moment. There's a moment, you know, we talk about guilt, right? Mm -hmm. And we know what it feels like to have that guilt, right? It's, it's what happens after that moment and what you allow to happen Mm -hmm. that determines how the rest of the day goes. It's okay. I feel shitty about that because I, and, and I I don't want to demonize guilt, right? Yeah. It's a normal, natural, instinctual emotion to have, Mm -hmm. right. In various situations in life. And creating a plan, no matter what that is, regardless if it's food or whatever, and not sticking to that plan makes us feel a certain level of guilt, right? Mm -hmm. But it's that moment after when you're like, fuck, I I didn't do this and when I should have, or I did this when I shouldn't have. How do you respond to that? Is it, well, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Now the day's ruined. Because if your mind goes there, the day really is ruined, right? But if you can say, fuck, I shouldn't have done that, but everybody makes mistakes, including me and including the person you think is perfect on Instagram, they're doing it too, no matter what they show you. Mm -hmm. And then immediately reverting back and going, okay, but how do I make the next step better? Mm -hmm. Right. It's that little moment right there that changes everything. And everyone has it. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter who you follow. It doesn't matter how perfect they might seem. They have it too. Probably if they have, you know, if we're talking like just from a, a um, strictly from a physical health mm-hmm. or aesthetic standpoint, if they are in tremendous shape or whatever it is, like, like I said, if it's something, if it's a, a body type that someone's aspiring to have, 
-hmm. that person probably has gotten better at that moment at managing it at saying I fucked up, but here's how I make it better. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that's the likely scenario and everybody can get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that honestly, that's one of the biggest parts I think of having any sort of like fitness lifestyle change journey is I feel like usually when people think of like a lifestyle change, like, or lifestyle, they just think like, Whoa, like commitment, like hardcore, like you don't, again, I thought the same thing, but like you said, it's being able, and I can do that now, but past me couldn't, I'm like, you ate it. You wanted it move on. Like, like we're not going to think about this for the next 12 hours. When we lay down at night, like you ate it, you're fine with it. And then when I tell my coach, which is you or a trainer, like you're, you're not mad at me anyways. Like it's not. And I think that's something that's super helpful. That's one of the things that I really love about you is like, you don't, the world is so quick to pit, like nitpick. Like we do it naturally. We're judgmental, you know, to yep. say I never judge. So much lot. judgment. Like, but it's, we're so like to have someone like you in my circle where I'm like, like, I'm embarrassed to say what I ate, especially during a binge eating, you know, fuck, it wasn't even just a treat day or whatever, or a treat meal. I should say like, it was a day mm-hmm. like, and tell you and have your response be like, you good for you. Like, I'm proud. You put that shit down. Like, it's like, you recognize how hard it is to make a list of 35 things that you did in the privacy of your home, hoping no one would ever know about. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a reason you don't do that outside of your door, but I'm doing it, but I'm still letting someone know about it. And like, yeah, that's scary. But for you to give me like, to not make me feel guilty is like huge. And you're like, like, I'm proud you, you put that shit down. Like that wasn't easy. And like being able to empathize and sympathize with that is huge, especially as a binge eater. Cause again, if we wanted people to know we'd be doing it, we would, uh, we'd be wearing shirts, binge eating on it. You know what I mean? Like we yep. have that from the world for a reason. Like, this is not something we want to tell people about. We're ashamed. A lot of us are, I used to be now I'm not because I'm like, I'm not the only one. There's so many of us like, and yeah. how are we going to learn if it's real or manageable? Like you've mentioned, if we don't know someone who's doing it, hi, nice to meet you. My name's Alyssa. I do binge eat, but I'm also losing weight at the same time and finding a healthier version of me. Again, at the end of the day, it's not about that I'm losing weight. I'm treating myself better. And that's what people don't get is I'm taking care of myself. When I'm not taking care of myself, I'm gaining weight because I'm eating whatever I want. There's no, like I should eat a vegetable. Like there's nothing like, but when I start thinking about my body as a temple and start prioritizing that she like does a lot for me and she deserves those things. That's why the weight's coming off is because I'm taking care of her. She needs the broccoli for more than one reason. Like it's going to help a lot of her uh, other things get their wheels spinning and going. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I can step in the scale now, thanks to you and not even think about the number before I'd be like, oh, I went up five pounds. Like why I did something wrong. I ate something. I'm like, no. And then here comes Caleb with an email. Like it's the pizza. It's the sodium. I'm like, this is why you're my fucking guy. Cause you don't just, it went up. I love that. You tell me why you want me to know, you know what I mean? Like, look, I think you're the shit, but I don't know about having you for the next 80 years of my life and paying you like at some point (laughs) I want to be able to manage the shit by myself. And I think you're the perfect person like to do, you're so knowledgeable and you want to like feed my mind at the same time, you know? And I just, 
people don't do that. Coaches don't do that. It's just do this. Cause I said so, but if I'm yep. like, why you're like, I'll tell you why Alyssa. And mm-hmm. I love that. My goal is never to have somebody need me forever, you know? Yeah. And it's, it, it's cliche again, but you know, first step to any problem is recognizing it's there, which you've done. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once that recognition is there, it's owning it, which you're now doing. And mm-hmm. even if that's just you writing down what that binge was, you know, cause again, it would be easy. I, for, for those listening, um, Alyssa tracks her food and I just look at the tracker. Right. So, you know, theoretically she can simply just not track something. And I don't know that she didn't track it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, she's fully aware that there is a level of self-accountability in that if she isn't honest with me, I don't know that. And so for her to track these foods that she knows it was a binge, but it it needs to be out there. It just needs to be documented. He needs to be able to see it. And that's take her taking ownership of that. Right. And in doing so, that's as soon as you take ownership, you start learning towards the steps. Cause we've even talked about when that happens, I go, okay, cool. What happened when that, when you made that decision, what was happening that day? Mm-hmm. What, what happened at work? Like what happened at home? How, whatever, like did something trigger it? And if so, how do we look at that next time? Right. Cause those things are always going to happen again. Remember we talked in the, in the beginning, it's always somebody's fucking birthday. Yep. It's, you know, some, if you're a friend or someone's going to invite you to something you didn't plan on. And Hey, mm-hmm. we all got to have a social life. Like you don't get to just sit and sit inside, you know, close all the windows and hide away just cause you don't want to go off your diet. Mm-hmm. We have to live life and manage this at the same time. And so when these things come up that you never expected, um, the next time it happens, what can we do differently based on what happened last time? Mm-hmm. That's how you start to begin to build the habits of like, I know the triggers, I know how to see them, I know how to respond to them, and now I'm fine. And eventually you'll get to a point where you're like, I got this. Like I can, I can make the conscious decision to like turn my body into what I want it to be at, at will based mm-hmm. on a, de- based on the decisions that you make. And when that time comes, you don't need a coach at all. Yeah. And I want that for everybody. And if I'm the person to bridge that gap for someone so they can get to that other side, fantastic, because it's not about as a coach um, and any other like fitness coaches will, will know what I'm saying. There's always this like little, rock and hard place situation where you're like, I like this person and I don't want to stop coaching them. Um, we get along. Well, this is a good dynamic. Like I'll just Mm -hmm. keep coaching you. You know, you want accountability. I got to get paid. Yeah. Cool. Like we can keep coaching. Right. But at the same time, in the back of your mind, you're going, but hang on. If that person always needs me, then what have I really done here? Yeah. Right. And so I would rather be the person who gives people that guidance, gets them where they need to go. And then, you know, there's butterfly flies away. And now <laughs> you are, because it, when that happens, you're going to tell your friends like, Hey, if you're struggling with this, this is the fucking guy to go to, mm-hmm. you know? And I have all the confidence in the world of that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think everybody thinks that. And that's why I appreciate you so much is like, because I've worked with other like coaches or trainers and not everybody's given me that, but you do. And that's how I know you mm-hmm. actually give a shit about the people. Like, you're not just like, well, there's enough, there's that, there's that money I needed from Melissa. Like, yeah. that's not like, 
it helps. I know. And I know, it, you know, it's, I'm not going to, we're not going to act like it's not important, you know? Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. For free. Like, of course, no, but like, you got to know your worth too. That's why motherfuckers need to pay you. Cause like, you're good. Like, mm-hmm. you know what you offer too. Like, and you can't get that from everybody or they're, they're doing, there's people who are getting paid more than you and are doing a horrible job. Like they want to keep their people. I just like, you know, like, and they want to keep these people forever. Like, I love that. You're like, I don't want you to don't always need me, Alyssa. Like, I want to let you go. Like you need to leave the nest. Like, but there are coaches and trainers who want to keep them because they're just a number. They just add to the account, right? The thousands go up. Cool. But when you care about people as fucking people, that shit doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And or- I could name names, but I won't. Yeah, no, trust me. I can name, <laughs> I can name companies too. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I know. <laughs> well, fuck the companies. They're making, you know, they're going to make their money no matter what. Uh, <laughs> Hydroxycut. <laughs> I mean, that shit's like, I don't even know if you can still buy that. Can you? That might've got, that might've got uh, taken off the market. I hope. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't good for, for, for you. Uh, no. And a lot of people were, um, a lot of people were like getting sick. Um, I think the original hydroxyca had a, uh, uh, an ingredient called ephedrine mm-hmm. and that got banned. The FDA actually banned that one. People were like overheating from dehydration and a few people died from ephedrine and the original hydroxycut had that in there. What? I think that they, 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 they restructured it after that and took the ephedrine out and they still marketed it as hydroxycut, but it, it was essentially at that point, like it was kind of a sugar pill. Um, and I, now I think it's just something you can't even buy. Thank oh, God. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't doing me any favors when I did it. So <laughs> if anyone's thinking about hydroxy good, don't do that shit. Cause <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, before we close it, like if, if someone came to you right now, mm-hmm. um, with the same struggles that you've gone through and maybe you have, You've learned more though, along the journey than this person has so far, what would be your number one piece of advice to them? Um, you need to figure out why you want it and it needs to be an internal reason. Like it has to be like, do not say you want it because like, you'll look better in a bathing suit. Like you, there needs to be something like deeper than that. Like it's gotta go past the surface because if it doesn't, you're gonna stop. You're gonna quit. You're not gonna wanna keep going. Like, I just wanna lose weight is not enough. It's not gonna drive you. Figure out what your quote unquote motivation is, but how are you gonna turn that to a discipline and have it get you up and do your workout and make it a part of your routine. Like how bad do you want it? How hungry are you? How tired are you of feeling what you've been feeling? Like you have to ask yourself all those questions. I literally, during my workout, sometimes I say, how much do you fucking want it? And I say that shit out loud. I tell myself, I'm like, how bad? I'm like, I know how bad you fucking want it. You don't want to go back to that place. That, that wasn't a good place. Like this one's better. I'm growing right now. It doesn't matter about all other shits that changing mentally. I'm growing right now. And like, I can't get this shit out of a book. And if I can, it'll only give me so much. Like I'm living through this. Like, yeah. I love that. Um, I think that's a good place to, to end it. Okay. <laughs> so 
I want to thank you for sharing. Thanks for telling a little bit of your story. And um, I'm confident that somebody listening is going to resonate with, and it's going to help them out a lot. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.